Greetings, Eelboy Genius here, and welcome to the Over the Top Podcast, the most brutally honest and offensive podcast for freelancers, coaches, consultants, and professional service providers of all flavours who are sick to the back teeth of being led on, fobbed off, given the runaround and goated by time wasted wannabes, tie kickers, and price buying window shoppers. And if you're brave enough to be a maverick and swim against the glutinous tide of Me Too mediocrity, and you're happy to ruffle feathers, step on toes, and slaughter sacred cows, then gird your loins, pin back your ears and pay attention. If you need to urgent or you just want any of the resources we mentioned in the podcast, email holly at growyourbusinessfast.co.uk and she'll take care of you. I'm a father, so I take a cut. Anyway, let the mayhem begin. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Hi everyone, and welcome to... Here we go, here we go. Yeah, here we go. No one, no one, no one watching or listening to this is going to know what the excitement's about, but we do. Should we tell them? <laughs> yes, tell them. We are. We're going on a, a bender up in Dublin. Me and Dublin. Me and Dublin. Me and Connor <laughs> are going to Dublin for a three or four days business bender. <laughs> business bender. The best benders. Um, we, we're gonna we're gonna go around Glasnevin Cemetery and laugh at all the dead people. And we're also going to go to the Guinness storehouse and do the, the tour. Because Guinness's marketing is fucking epic, really. They're amazing. They're amazing. They're pretty good. They're, they've been pretty successful. They've built a brand. The, 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 the problem is, well, not for them. It's not a problem for them. But the, the mistake people make is they look at big firms like Guinness, um, small businesses, and, and try and copy their branding. I mean, my, my heart kind of, I, I die a little bit inside whenever I see on LinkedIn a newbie copywriter, VA, SEO person, whatever, whatever they are. When I see a newbie freelancer announce to the world, I'm really excited to announce my new website. Now, I'm now open for business. And I, I think they imagine they're going to get loads of, loads of clients coming in. And sometimes I look at these websites because I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking masochist. <laughs> when I admit it, I'm a fucking masochist. So I look at their websites and some of them, I just, I just want to cry for them. It's a, it's a mistake, shit. isn't it? Well, the thing is, they, some of these people, they must, and I, I don't know, and I actually want to find out, I don't know what the going rate these days is for a shitty fucking copywriter, like a content writer. I'm guessing, a, I'm guessing it ain't much more than 300 quid a day. But so these people are probably spending a grand or two on the website and then probably another another grand or so on on branding. And they haven't got any clients yet. (laughs) Um, And they genuinely believe that they they will spend time in in meetings on Zoom, at least. I'm sure talking very intently and, and very seriously and sincerely about what font to use in their, their logo and what color oh, and what, what what shade of purple the fucking aardvark on the wheelie bin should be for their logo, you know? Oh, and it's, it's just fucking tragic. It's crazy. It's uh I've had because our methods they're unorthodox to be say, or they're 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 not as popular and they're not sexy, are they? They're so not when I end up not, talking, I think they're sexy, but most people don't because they're, they're uncomfortable. It's a bit like butt sex, I suppose. Yeah, fair enough. Kind of a bit I've, dirty, I've... but it's fun, but it hurts. <laughs> so I'm told. 
Anyway, so I talk about sort of <laughs> how we approach things <laughs> with lots of lube and careful con- planning and cons- consideration. Get the, the loofer up there or whatever it is. What's it called? The, the thing that cleans your bum out. I have no idea. An enema. Yeah. An enema. That's it. Anyway, so I'm talking to. Hang on, comma. Hang on a minute. You seem to not... Let's let's just go back a little. You seem to know a lot about this. This is yeah. the more of an experience speaking, is it? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Carry on. Only 25. I wouldn't what? engage in such activities. <laughs> I'm only 25. Fucking hell, Rob Harris was doing it to little kids. Oh, good on that. Lucky buggers. Uh, anyway, 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 anyway. So I'll, I'll sit down and people will ask questions. I'll be like, Connie, you're still self-employed. You're still doing this. You're still doing that. I'm like, yeah. And they'll go like, you know, what do you do? And I just tell them, I give them a short answer. I'll oh, just tell people their marketing. And sometimes they no, tell me what you actually do. And uh, they'll push and they'll push. And I'll go, well, you know, all of our principles are built on direct response marketing strategies. And they'll go, well, what's that? And I'll go, well, we fuck your colours off. We don't give a shit about that. And we put proper marketing out there to a defined audience with a clear call to action. And we measure the results. And they go, oh, that must be difficult. I go, well, no, it's arguably a, a lot easier because everything's trackable. You know where everything's coming from. And it's arguably a lot easier to, to, to put the messaging together. Exactly got, simple. You're, you're talking to one person. It's simpler, not easier. Yeah, well, it's, it's simpler. Because people fucking resist the emotional side of it. Yeah. So, and I'll break it down. And they'll go, but you're missing the branding, Connor. And I'll go, no, well, no, we purposely don't focus on the branding. They go, well... When you look at these big companies, you know, and you, you, they always bring up fucking Steve Jobs, um, you know, branding is really important. Look at the, the best companies in the world. And I go, mate, like, you know, I hang around with older men at football and some of them have successful companies. They're, you know, a million turnover. Uh, and I go, look, you're doing a million and you're aspiring to behave like a, a trillion pound company now. Are, are, you, are you kidding me? You are still an SME. Like yeah. you need to focus on SME behavior, which is it's direct response marketing. And selling. And selling. Yeah. You, right. you, you, what are you fucking around with your brand for? All, all these people that oh, I need a brand, I need, I, need, I need branding, I need my colors, I need my website, I need my fonts, I need my, my website copy. And I'll tell you, I'll go back in a minute and tell you something. Uh, but they don't. What they need is fucking clients and cash flow to pay for all this shit. Mm-hmm. What, what they don't understand is that Steve Jobs and Wozniak did not sit down and promote the Apple logo. No. The Apple logo is now famous because Apple does such fucking great things. You know, they, people don't get this. It's a little bit like, and I find this quite duplicitous when, you know, these mindset gurus say, if you want to be a billionaire, look at what the billionaires do and model them. No. Why the, I mean, if I was to model Richard Branson, what the fuck would I be doing? Probably flying around in private fucking jets and living on my own island. Going to Mars every now and again. Yeah. Richard Branson did not become a billionaire by living a billionaire lifestyle. And if you read his autobiography, you read what he fucking did, Mm -hmm. including, including getting a load of fucking dodgy records and banged up by the police for fucking evading VAT. (laughs) And that's not libel or anything else because that's in his book. Mm. So, don't don't model pe- rich people if you want to make a fortune because they're already fucking rich. It's a little bit like saying to someone, say, say I went in the gym with someone who's never been in the gym before. Say say, say hold yeah. on the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And say, so, yeah, yeah, you could you could bench press 110 kilos, no props. 
That's what I do. You want to be big and muscly, copy what big muscly people do. No, no, no. Copy what big muscly people did before they were big and muscly. Absolutely. To get Absolutely. big and muscly. Now, websites, going back to what we said at the beginning. There was one in particular a few weeks ago. Um, she's she's a first connection of mine. She seems like a perfectly pleasant young lady. And she did the usual, I'm delighted to announce, I'm so exciting, here's my website. And I, I, I opened it. The, the website, in terms of design and flow, is fine. It's just a website. The copy, oh, my actual fucking God. It looks, it's terrible. It's fucking awful. It's been written by a, a, an allegedly professional copywriter. God yeah? bless her. And as, as, as prose goes, it's fine. It's well written. It, it's, it's, it flows. It's... It's grammatically correct as far as I can tell these things. There's no spelling errors. It really is fine. It reads fine. But it's not sales copy. No. It's content. Yeah. And for instance, the first three paragraphs on the very first page all start with the word I. And she's telling you about her and I'm passionate about. First paragraph, I'm passionate about. No one, not even your fucking mother, gives a fuck about what you're passionate about. They want to know, shit, my, I need some copy. I need this or that, whatever. Please help me. You know, yeah. construction guys don't come to us and say, I'm so glad you're passionate about helping us guys. They say, fuck's sake, we can't get any fucking stuff. We've got too much work. What do we do? We're not even passionate about helping construction people anymore. Well, fucking freelancers, <laughs> dude, aren't I? The things you don't want passion in your business, I don't think. No. <laughs> because think of it this way, right? You want commitment for sure, but passion, no. Why? Because passion is a very strong emotion. I don't want someone with a very strong emotion making logical decisions for me because they won't be logical. I don't want a surgeon operating my eyes who's passionate about his work. I want him to have sat down with his books and been bored shitless to get through it and learned it fucking bit by bit, slowly and painfully so he understands it perfectly. Not really excited about doing your eyes. No, thank you. I'd rather have someone who's you know, calm about it. Yeah. No, I tell you what, that's a fantastic example because if, if, if you're presented with the choice of two surgeons, you would go for the one that is far calmer and far more like, yeah. I'd go for we'll the fucking psychopath. Yeah. You wouldn't go for the one like, oh my God, it's a pleasure to meet you. Let me see right. those bad boys. Oh, I can't wait to slice them up. You'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. off. Yeah. I mean, and you don't want passionate airline pilots. You want airline pilots who follow the fucking manual. <laughs> You know, I'm really excited about flying. See what we can do with this baby. <laughs> you know, yeah, you don't want passion. Not. The only time you want fucking passion is if you're going to see an escort. <laughs> then you mind, though. It always makes me I'm laugh that Ford called one of their cars a Ford Escort, considering they're like the blandest cars I've ever seen. Well, back in the day when it was called an Escort, an Escort wasn't an Escort. They were just prosies. Or brasses. Brasses, yeah. Or... Back then, they were more likely to be girls of the night. Call girls was another one. Call girls. Call girls. Good time girls sometimes. Good time girls. Go, go girls? No, that's a dancer. Oh, okay. Um, Party um, girls? Possibly. But they, they didn't really use the word escort. It wasn't in common use. I mean, let's face it. I'm, 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 there is no judgment here before anyone tries to jump on me. Escort is just a, just a, a euphemism for prostitute. I have no problem with. I actually, I would fucking love to work with escorts. And, yeah, and sex you've said work. this many a time. I, I really fucking wouldn't, and not for the reasons that smutty people <laughs> would think, because I actually quite like them. They're a fucking valuable job, and they are they are generally underrated and underpaid and, and treated badly. Yeah, I don't even think about setting up my own fucking escort agency where we treat the girls properly. 
Yeah, we've spoke about that before. Yeah, I really fucking would. I really fucking would. I'd be a pimp. <laughs> but my, my, my focus would be on making sure the girls were safe and happy and, and comfortable and well fucking paid. Pimp McCulloch. I ain't got a problem with it. It's, a, it's not a moral question, for fuck's sake. If you if you if you think about it this way, right? When, if you're a, if you're a, let, let's think of the most oh, when I say lowly, I don't I don't mean it in, in the, the sense that they're low people, but the job that no one would want to do: drain cleaner, dustman, dustbin man. Right? How is that different from selling your body for sex? You're selling your body to move dustbins, or you're selling for bo- your body for sex? What's the difference? Penetration, possibly, but otherwise, no. Yeah. There's no difference at all. It's, it's purely a moral thing. And most of that is based in fucking religion. Well, you can take your fucking religion and stick it up your jack seat. Your religion is a private thing. Or one, you know, someone's religion is a private thing. You, just because someone else is religious should have no fucking bearing on what I do or anyone else does unless they consent to it. It's fucking stupid. I fucking hate religion, especially organised religion. Anyway. So, where were we selling? Where were we? If well, people well, don't sell, and people well, don't want to sell. Before, before, just before you move on, just to reiterate the point between, because I thought the website example was fantastic. You have to gear your website to sell. And, and even then, I'd argue that having a website isn't the most important thing on earth. Uh, you can go very far with a social media platform and a fucking invoicing system, can't you? Yeah. Very far, very far indeed. I saw a post from a, I'm not sure I should say his name, uh, the banner man, the one that makes very good banners. Yes. Uh, And he's clearly expanding his portfolio of services he offers. And he was looking for a copywriter to hire that he well that he could work alongside with. So when he revamped someone's uh, link, well, all of their socials, uh, he can it, part of the package include a revamp yeah, yeah. of the copywriting as well. It's, it's almost like he's been talking to someone who's told him to do that. Yeah, which is a great idea. Uh, and he should have been doing it for a long time. And I didn't realise he wasn't doing it. Mm. Anyway, so he specifically said, you know, to, for LinkedIn profiles and whatnot, because that's the majority of his business. And obviously people streamed in the comments I'd be open for a chat. I'd be open for a chat. At least there was no sales pitches. Uh, But I was really curious. I clicked on every single one of those profiles that were either recommended by someone else or were saying, I'd be up for this. Of the 20 profiles I clicked, there was only two copywriters I would have even spoke to, I think, that commented just by reading their own about sections. It's awful, isn't it? It's embarrassing. I, 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 I. There was one lady who was really fucking good. And I think that I will drop the banner man a line saying, I like this person, (laughs) if you're going to work with someone. Well, it's funny to say that because I, I, the women in particular, I've, because I bet it was mostly women, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the women I mentor, either in on, you know, one-on-one or whether it's just the, the intensive they pay for, the two-hour intensive, and I basically go through the calf with them very quickly, just give them the bare bones of it. Um, one of the things I advise them not to do is go on those kinds of threads. Hey, yeah, please pick me. And I say, if you do, here's, here's how to do it. If you must do it, don't go in and say, yes, I'd love to have a chat, because then you're the same as everyone else. So you're going to do it, actually push them away and go, uh, or better still, get someone else to recommend you 
you know, be quite, be quite canny about this. Get someone else to recommend you and then say underneath it, I'm not sure this is up my street. I'm not sure they're qualified to work with me. And then, then say to the original person, what is it you're trying to achieve here? So you're distancing yourself and pushing them away. That's so powerful. I've not, I don't do that now. I don't need to. I don't, I don't do copywriting. Work, but I've done it in the past. Before Facebook even existed, I did it on news groups and Usenet and things um, and other, other, other email groups. And it works so fucking well. I've even done it on... Um, where would it be? I've never done work on freelancer, so it would have been somewhere else. I can't even where it was now. I've done it before. John was on Fiverr.com. No, this is before. <laughs> this is even before these sites existed. I know. I I'm think where that would have been. It'd be funny to think you was on Fiverr.com. God, can you imagine it? No. Nope. It was probably in some community web. Probably in a forum or something. Not anyway, wasn't the warrior forum? Neither here nor there. Anyway, yeah. So if you're going to do that, don't don't just jump in saying yes, I can help you. Because apart from anything else, you don't know you can. You know, but if you read the well-fed freelancer, you know that you can't just jump in and say yes, I can help you. That's duplicitous, and it might not even be true. So that the the way you still need to answer those three questions: Can I help you? Do I want to help you? Can you afford to pay me? You know, it's fucking. It's just basic. And if you if those answers, if you don't know those answers, you shouldn't go ahead anyway. And if, if the answer is not yes, anything but yes, then you just stop because you're just fucking wasting your time. But really, what people don't want to do this kind of thing, they're afraid. And I don't know, I don't know why that well, I, we can theorize all we like, we can hypothesize. I mean, I think some of it comes down to fear of rejection. They don't like rejection. Obviously. Massively. Yeah, I think I that's, think that's a massive part. But I don't understand that because. I, I, well, you this is going to sound like a sob story, isn't it? I've been yes. rejected all my life, <laughs> being autistic. You know, the, the amount of rejection I've had in my life is immense. It doesn't bother me. I mean, you also, when I was younger, but it, it you, doesn't bother me. You also don't feel your emotions in the no, same no, way. No, no, I'm not feeling them. But, um, you know, it wasn't until I was 30 and I actually realised there was... A, the, the, there was a process to, to seduction and getting girls. I was crap with girls. They used to throw themselves at me. Um, not many, no, I'm not, I'm not like Tom Jones, but women would have to throw themselves at me because I was just totally fucking oblivious to the whole thing. And the amount of rejection I've had, and some of it's unspoken, you just avoid it and shunned. So I, I'm kind of used to it. It doesn't bother me anyway. And, and since, you know, since studying stoicism and realising other people's behaviour is none of my business or in, within my control so there's nothing worrying about it, it wouldn't change mm-hmm. it doesn't concern me so i have no qualms about selling to people it's a it's i know it's quite flippant and obvious to you but you know we are talking about sales today but that that's a huge direction for most people go work on your resilience with dealing oh, with yeah. rejection because if, if if you run a business and you want to be successful you you have to get used to it you have to get comfortable with it i <laughs> similar sub story <laughs> uh 16 years of age working in a fucking ppi call center calling oh. people on a dialer my word did i get rejected and rejected and rejected and I've, I've i've made a few jokes about it to uh my missus the only reason we've been together since fucking 18 years of age and for seven years now because i was rejected so much so many times on the fucking diet desperate <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I mean, it's huge you have to get comfortable with it 
Well, the thing is that people will go to the most extraordinary lengths to avoid selling themselves. And because uh, I think, well, it's because of rejection is, I think, the underlying fear. It may not be true for everyone that, that doesn't want to sell, but for many of them, it is probably the majority. But they will they will go through all kind of um, cognitive hoops, jump through the cognitive hoops to justify why they don't want to sell. Some will say, I mean, some people, let's take our particular methods because that gives it a context. Yeah. They will often reject me personally. That we don't want to do selling your way because we don't like you. You know, we don't like the words you use. We don't like the way you speak because, and some people say you're a sexist and I'm sure some people think I'm racist and some will think I'm ableist because I don't hate Hans Asperger and all these ists and all these reasons that I'm a nasty person. So therefore anything I teach them is also nasty. It's like saying Adolf Hitler, you can't like his paintings because he was a horrible person. He might've been a great artist for all I fucking know. I don't know. He, he was a painter. Right? He could have been a great cook. It's like, you know, imagine you go around to Adolf's fucking house for dinner and dinner party, and he makes you yeah. a fucking great lasagna. It's not so, well, oh, that tastes awful because Adolf made it. It's Michael it's Jackson. Like. It's ridiculous. Hey? Michael Jackson. What about him? He's dead. He's a paedophile, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, so they claim. Or Rolf Harris. He's a good one. It's like Rolf saying Harris. Rolf Harris is, I don't like Rolf Harris's pictures or his songs that I used to enjoy because he's a paedophile. It makes no fucking sense. It, yeah? it, it, it can affect your judgment of it though i do think of course it can objectivity and you might not want to put the same music as it was you might you might not want to put money in his pocket by buying his songs of course that's a different thing but rejecting the the objective qualities of the things they produce because they are they are who they are is ridiculous yeah richard what's his name um not wiseman the other guy it might have been wiseman but it could be Dawkins, either Dawkins or Wiseman. They did some did some experiments where they they gave people a jumper, really nice, expensive jumper, and they let them play with it, and feel it, and then they said this was actually belonged to, and I can't remember the name of it, but say Jeffrey Dahmer, the murderer. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you wear it? Oh, I'm not wearing that. That's exactly how ridiculous these people are. If it's a nice jumper, it's a nice jumper. And they, they made it clear it was secondhand. So it wasn't like all of a sudden, oh, no, someone else has worn that. They knew someone else had it, but they didn't say whom. And then they said it was this person. Oh, no, I'm not having that. It's a murderer. That makes no sense at all. How can the jumper suddenly be unpleasant because it was worn by someone who's as unpleasant? It, it makes no sense, but that's what people are like. Well, people will do that. These are the grace. Don't, don't want to sell like you. Don't, uh, John's a horrible person. Don't like John's message. Don't like the way he delivers it. He's got a beard. He's a racist. He's a sexist. He's short. He's got blue eyes. I don't fucking know. But that means anything he does is also bad. Not, not listening. La, la, la. Okay, that's the first thing. Second thing is, right? The second thing is they will conflate and confuse all selling with the hard sell. Yeah. They make this fucking enormous cognitive jump from selling to hard sell without anything in between, you know? That's like saying, it's analogous to saying, um, all sex is like rape. Yeah, don't want sex because it's like rape. But it's the same thing. Yeah, there's consensual much. loving sex and then there is rape. Well, yeah, yes. and then there's consensual fun sales and then there's the hard sell and, and exploitation and manipulation. Yeah, sex in fact is very much like selling because with sex, good sex, consensual sex done properly is great fun. It is consensual, and you both get what you want out of it. Well, isn't sales the same? 
We do like to be sold to. Yeah. It's fun. We get what we want out of it. And it's enjoyable. Well, that, that's it. You know, it, the, the, the selling itself is not the problem. How you sell is. We don't do the hard sell. In fact, one of the things I will say to people when they're on a call with me, and I'm going through CAF, or the Welfare Freelance, the same thing, really. Um, when we get to the bit where we do triage and then the selling, they'll start to recoil a little bit because they're, oh, it's selling. This is nasty. And I'll say to them, look, did you at any time feel uncomfortable when I was selling you onto this 500-pound consultation? Oh, no, of course not. But that's what I'm teaching you to do. Go back over the messages we exchanged. You are, I'm telling you to do with your people what I did with you. No difference. And sex and selling is something you do do with someone and not to them. Yeah? It's mm -hmm. not a zero-sum game. You do it with them. It's an enjoyable experience you share. And, and people will... Some people still won't take this message away. They'll still hate, hate, hate selling because it's selling. Because it's easier to hate the selling than it is to hate their own fear of it. And the third thing, and this is the one that really fucking doesn't just boil my piss, it actually evaporates my entire fucking bladder. Third degree burns down my urethra from the end of my cock, you know? They will reject, to, they will reject selling, particularly selling up front, getting paid up front, getting paid on time, getting paid right from day one, so no free consultations. They will reject it on moral grounds. Yeah, There's something wrong with it well the moment someone and the, and the moment someone starts rejecting something on moral grounds like that when it's actually objectively amoral you know that it's a, a big fucking problem they have inside and the problem is with them not not with the object itself the thing itself there is no there's no morality here if you if you don't want to sell up front if you don't want to get paid up front if you don't want to get paid for your very first consultation if you don't want to get paid if you don't want to retain if you don't want to get paid at the beginning of the month and get paid at the end of the month after the billing period and get stiffed it's not a moral question. It's just choices, actions, and consequences. If you act in that way and work for free, the consequences are you will get stiffed sometimes. You'll get, you'll get paid late. You'll get paid not at all. You will get ghosted. You'll get fobbed off, led down the garden path, given the runaround and all those things, as we see happening all the time. We see entire fucking posts and threads on it on LinkedIn. And these people, this is what gets me as well. These people, they post a whine about this stuff and they try to get advice. They seek advice from other freelancers who have still got the same problem and haven't solved it yet. Why would you do that? Why? All that will do is teach you how to live with the problem, not how to solve it. That's what we do. Well, but if you do things is, the other way, if you do things our way, if you bill up front, if you sell right from the beginning and, and say, I'm, you know, okay, yeah, we can talk about this. It's 125 pounds plus VAT for the first hour, for you know an hour's consultation. You get your money back if we don't work together. Uh, no, we, we get your money back if we work together or I can't help you. Well, if you do that, you cannot be ghosted. Not in the sense that you'll you'll you put in time and energy and get nothing back. You cannot be given the runaround. You cannot be paid late. You cannot be stiffed on your fees because you've been paid before you'd lift a finger, before you put any fucking words on the page or anything else. You cannot be cheated. But these people, they won't do it. Why? Oh, because it's immoral. I like I like to help people. Well, fucking hell, how does what does that got to do with being paid? Does that mean when they stop paying, you're not helping them anymore? Well, that's cheating them then. Where's your fucking morality then? And all this boils down. The three, well, all of it boils down to fear. Fear of rejection. And the three thing, the, sorry, the, the one thing these three elements have in common. Hate, rejection of me and my methods because I hate me. Rejection of it on moral grounds and rejection of it because it, it's the hard sell. It all boils down to emotional arguments. There's no logic there. 
There's no rationality at all. I say to people, never mind me, never mind you dislike, you just show me where I'm wrong objectively and, that, and I'll change the way I do things. I ain't got a problem doing that. They'll either go silent or swear at me. You're stupid. That's typical of you, that is. Well, okay, maybe this is typical of me. And maybe I'm stupid too. But that's why I'm asking you to educate me. Where is it wrong? Where am I actually objectively wrong? Well, I'm fucking not. It does my fucking head in. There's freelancers out there. They are, can you tell? I can like, tell. The fucking, I'm on, I'm on like, the longest fucking rant ever. Yeah, I've just been a bobbing cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's fucking freelancers out there. And I see them post every day. They are struggling. They are fucking struggling because they won't do this. Not can't, but won't. And it's going to get worse because the freelance market is set to fucking explode. Well, that means there's going to be more competition. And the world competition always drives the price down Absolutely. across the board. I don't know what the going rate is. It's probably about 300 quid a day. And that's probably nearer the top end for most, you know, average copywriters. I really don't know because I don't have a going rate. I just find what I fucking like. But from, from what I've heard from others, it's about 300 quid a day. Well, that's going to go down because there's always going to be someone saying, I'll do it for 250. And if all you've got to compete on is price, you've got to, you've got to either match 250 or beat it. If that's all you've got. That's fucking tragic. And they, oh, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see fucking legions of fucking homeless freelancers living out of fucking dumpsters. Legions <laughs> of homeless freelancers. You know what's going to happen, don't you? Yeah, you, know you see these fucking dystopian films where you say District 10 is all the fucking prawns. District we're going we're gonna to have you know, District 34, which is all going to be the fucking homeless freelancers. <laughs> That's a great film, by the way. The one with it is, isn't it? prawns. <laughs> You fucking prawns. The bit fuck, in terms of science, it's a bit shit because you know that's not how DNA works. But no, but, uh, but it's a good really film. Why I watch yeah. films for accuracy. The really cool bit is at the end when he catches that fucking missile. It was spoiler alert. <laughs> oh fuck it! I mean, it's an old film now, isn't it? It's a great film. Did you is know it? there was meant to be a uh, there was meant to be a sequel, but it got yes, pulled. I did. I was very sad when I read that. I tell you, what, it is a great film. Go on. The V for Vendetta. I've never seen it. Fucking brilliant film. Another great film is Equilibrium with uh, Chris, Christian Bale. Fucking uh, brilliant. Great film. Uh, Interstellar. Oh, no, I hated that film. <laughs> I loved it. It was one of those films where you sit there, I, I sat there and thought, well, when's he going to get started? Like three it's, hours it's later, things, and I'm none the wiser. Well, what the fuck is going on here? A bit long. Uh, Inception. Oh, what that is. Uh, Shutter Island. I don't think I've seen that one. It's a good one. Uh, the Godfather. Oh, I've seen that loads of times. <laughs> old, old film, that is. Old, probably older than I am. Say hello to my little friend. Um, have you seen Silent Running? No, never even heard of that one. It's fucking brilliant. It's the three robots, Huey, Dewey and Louie. <laughs> really good film. Have you seen E. Wally? What? E. Wally. Never heard of it. No, Wally, just Wally, sorry, not you, Wally. The E's on the end, not at the front. It's a Disney film. It's great. There you go. Freelance, honestly, I am I find freelancers so frustrating. And when we've had this conversation privately about can we get, can we do something low end for them? And the answer's probably well, the answer is yes, we could, but we're not going to, because uh, the logistics would be fucking Sticky, yucky, yucky. Well, the thing is, I, I, you know, I know what fifty quid a month buyers are like. 
Mm. Um, and we, we got people paying us hundreds of pounds a month and they're just a delight. And the more they pay us, the more of a delight they are because they're paying us hundreds of pounds. They're more respectful. They're more attentive. Um, they are more invested financially and, and psychologically and emotionally in what we're doing. And they get the best results. Like that fucking guy yesterday. He's not in oh, elite wow. yet, but he will be. He <laughs> casually drops into the conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we knocked the MCD on, the, the main contract discount on the head. That's uh, 10K on one fucking job. He's just paid three fucking years worth of fucking foundation subs. Oh, foundations has gone up for oh, drastically. Well, yeah, the, his foundations. <laughs> yeah. His foundations. His foundations. Three years of one fucking job for just opening his gob a little bit. Mm-hmm. And people mm-hmm. say you can't do it, it doesn't work. I oh, don't like you. Well, you're a nasty person. You're Hitler, you are. Yeah, and he, he, he's been doing it with every deal, hasn't he? And I'm pretty sure he didn't say he's lost one because of it. No, I asked him. I quizzed him on it. I said, so you're telling me that you, know, you just say to these people, no, we're not doing MCD. And they say, okay, you're not doing it then. I mean, fucking hell, it's just 10, 10 grand. Ching, ching. And let's face it, with those big fucking projects he does, 10K is nothing. It's, it's pennies. But it's everything for his bottom line. Yeah, oh, absolutely, because that is, that is now pure profit. That goes straight on his bottom yeah, line. That 10K is now pure cash flow. Yeah, straight on his bottom line. And people don't fucking understand this shit. And I, I, I could weep for them, Colin. It's, 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 it's surprising me and you don't suffer with major imposter syndrome because nothing we do <laughs> isn't really complex or difficult to us, is it? Like no. Someone will come to us and be like, well, I'm giving a 5% discount on every main contract. We go, well, don't do that. And they go, are you sure? And we go, yes. And tell them, <laughs> no, no, they don't do it. It's the worst to money. use. They go away and then a couple of months later, they go, oh, yeah, I've been doing it all this time. Yeah, oh, I did it yesterday. Too. I saved 10 grand. <laughs> what about our plumber guy? Selling yeah. bathrooms that everyone else sells at 4K. Identical bathrooms and installations, by the way, people. He's selling a 4K bathroom for 7K and getting no rejection. I mean, that's yeah. every fucking just, bathroom with another three grand in his pocket. Just because he has a choreographed sales system. Yeah, yeah he sells the bathroom. Here's the distinction, right? And I, I want people to really fucking pay attention to what I actually mean and not what you think I mean when I say it. Most people will wait. I mean, let's leave the bathrooms as an example. The 4K bathroom sellers will wait for people to buy the bathroom. Fair enough. No, we're not talking about compelling anyone or manipulating or forcing or doing a hard sell. But they just say, here's the bathroom. Would you like to buy it? And that's about as much as it goes. No. Oh, okay. We'll come back if you like. We'll give you a quote. And we're always here. They're happy to help. Whereas our plumber guy has an orchestrated process for selling the bathroom. Again, there's no hard sell. But you don't just walk in and get a guided tour of the facility. You pay for a consultation. Like our kitchen, our old kitchen guy, he doesn't work with us anymore, but our old kitchen guy, just over a million in turnover now, He's just cracked his million. Now, you don't walk into there and get a kitchen designed for free and then compare the three best quotes. You pay to have your fucking kitchen designed and you go and have an appointment and you're the only one in the fucking shop. You get invited for a private session. Yeah, consultation. Or you pay. You get invited to pay for a private consultation and it works and they do it and their bathrooms are, well they're sorry their kitchens are 25k plus we're told and this isn't possible this is selling this is this is not the hard sell because if people say you know you say to someone if you want us to design your kitchen it's 135 pounds they go yes or they go no that's it there's no compulsion or, or fucking manipulation there if they say no they fuck off somewhere else and you've just dodged a fucking bullet I don't get what's wrong with people. Never mind fucking bathrooms. You can do the same with website reviews. Hello, Mr. Copywriter. 
I'd like to rewrite my website. Oh yeah, let's jump on the phone and have a three-hour fucking conversation. I'll tell you exactly how to fix it. It was. Uh, I need, I need my website rewriting. Okay, let's have a consultation. 150 quid plus VAT. There was a, yes, a guy not. who... A, f- a really, 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 really good campaign in the end. I, at first, judged it quite harshly until I looked into the details. He did a full write-up of it. The uh, roast my landing page guy. Did you hear of that? It rings a bell, but none of the detail comes to mind. So... he was a as far as I know semi-struggling I think he was struggling more than he let on uh, website designer and he was a direct response uh, marketer and he is I've I've looked at his stuff he's pretty legit Um, he was struggling so he thought it was a bit of extra cash he set up roastmylandingpage.com I believe and for it started at 50 US dollars because I believe he was American. Um, he'll do a critique of your landing page. It went viral very, very quickly because he was very good at it. He said he was offering these for free and was struggling. The minute he put 50 quid on it, it was all, all automatically deemed of value. Very quickly went viral. I believe he ended up charging 300 pounds for it. And uh, it was a live critique on a call, like a consultation. But because it was all fun, roast my website, um, everyone was up for it. And they were paying £300, essentially, for a consultation call. He had a 22% success upsell, I believe, uh, into Uh-oh. website designs and uh, marketing campaigns that ended up being thousands of pounds. And I just thought, well, that's bloody brilliant. He, he is... Clearly, on the same train we are, if I can get paid up front for doing some fucking work, I'll be able to sell these cunts. And he did just that. He just put something fun on the front of it. (laughs) When you get paid up front like that, you can actually relax into the sales process and and deliver your best. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is is kind of ironic because people like to say they I like to give a value. So they'll base it so they'll buy from me. Well, if you get paid for it, you can give even better value. Yeah. Yeah. And it changes the fucking game. Oh, and I, I, I do website critiques too, but they're a lot more than 300 quid. Um, and I don't do copywriting anymore. For, well, I suppose I would if people had big enough pockets, but I just don't give a shit. I'm not that bothered. Um, but it's a good approach. I mean, when I sell people on the uh, on the intensive, the, the option is always there to join mentoring. You know, you need help actually doing this. Here's what you do. <clears throat> that works. Well, again, I'll get paid. It's a similar kind of thing. Right? I, get, I get paid to teach them something and then they get, and then get paid to help them implement it. So if anyone's listening, if you want to help with this stuff, you know where I am. Alternatively, join us in our masterminds because they're, they're really good. We're not just saying that because we want your money. <laughs> what? <laughs> the elite mastermind. <laughs> All foundations. Yes. I mean, you, you can just go into elite anyway. You have to go through foundations first. You've got to do at least three months, doesn't it? have to go through CAF, probation. Probation. Yeah, selling is the selling is just the most important skill in business. I think. I mean, and as Benjamin Denny points out, you know, you you sh- a good salesperson should be able to walk into a business cold and start selling their stuff with no product knowledge at all. Because if you're selling, I mean, people go, "Oh, you can't! How do you? How can you possibly do that?" Well, because in the same way we do, and what we teach, it all starts with questions. Anyone can ask questions. 
Yeah, and then you could go away and you can get paid to ask these questions on a consultation. And then when you've got, then you can go away and say, here's what this person needs. Can we help him or her? Well, you don't need product knowledge to do that. Now, you might need product knowledge to make the sale in the end to match up the product or the service with the requirements. That might require some. Yeah. That might that might require some, but the actual sales process, you don't need product knowledge. No. Certainly not much. No. You don't need the ben, gift of the cab. You don't Benjamin need has videos. Clothing. Hey. Of him. Benjamin has videos of him doing it on YouTube. No product yeah. knowledge in oh. other businesses. He picks up the phone and he's like, I'm fucking fed up with your sales guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, Benjamin, it's I mean, I like I'm I'm quite good friend. I say good friends, not not when we when we speak, we're very friendly, we get on very well. I like Benjamin an awful lot, and I would recommend to anyone if you don't want to spend money with us, spend it with Benjamin. If you're in, if you just want if you just want sales training, go to Benjamin. And if you want the rest of the stuff, come to us. But he, he's fucking brilliant. He's a real laugh. He's a kiwi, and the thing is about Benjamin as well. He was trained by the New Zealand Bar Association. He's a he's a he's a, a barrister, so his questioning abilities are second to none, as you can imagine. You know, he's the kind of courtroom questionnaire it's fucking brilliant the guys are and he's a really, i like him a lot he's a really nice guy he's really decent you know he was on his podcast weren't you Say again he was on his podcast recently. yes i was yeah have yeah, you so seen it i have not but uh, i will go download it and i encourage others that are listening oh it's to well well worth a watch it's a fucking laugh i'm apparently one of his favorite people to interview but well, we think very similarly. We have a laugh. I like. I generally get on well with Kiwis anyway, and Aussies. You've always they're quite said that. Down, quite down to earth, aren't they? Well, they're filthy as well. Yeah, foul, foul sense of humour. Fucking filth bots. Anyway, John, we need to right. wrap up soon because I have to go. Yeah, we do. Okay, tests. so if you need help with all this stuff, email holly, holly at growyourbusinessfast.co.uk. She is the first point of contact whether you want to work with me or work with Connor or you want to join one of our masterminds or get information on it. Or if you want to test things before you dive in, you put your toe in the water, go to amazon.co.uk or amazon.com and various other ones around the globe and do a search for The Well-Fed Freelancer. It's $5 or £5 or 5 whatever it is in your local currency, the equivalent thereof. And it's pretty short, but it's probably the best thing I've ever done. And it took me a long time to write it because it is so short. Um, now, I didn't have time to make it. Uh, sorry, I, what is it they say? I'm sorry, it's so long. I didn't have time to make it shorter. Well, I had plenty of time to make this shorter, and it is probably one of the best things I've ever done. And if you can't make a success of your business with just the well-fed freelancer, you probably want to get a job at McDonald's. Yes. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Instead of using our pizza guarantee, we should uh, write, we'll write your job application guarantee. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, if this doesn't grow your business, we will personally write your job application to McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do that. That's not a bad idea. Right? <laughs> I quite like that. <laughs> yeah. We'll start using that fucker. Holly at grow your business fast.co.uk. Bye-bye. Bye, honeys.